Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Let's talk about Liverpool. Hypothetically speaking. Okay, so I have a bit of a crazy thought for you, and I suspect right at the beginning you're going to say, no way, that's crazy. But I'm wondering if I can convince you because I'm starting to think this way. So effectively, we talk about what a great team we have. We've been talking about how Salah and Mane are world-class players worth, you know, 100 million plus. And Firmino's the one that's dragging everybody back. And I have a new thought. What if uh, Mane and Salah are not at the level that we think they are? And I know it sounds crazy because... You know, we see them do very well, but here's my kind of thought in in that sense is uh, from the very beginning, I have always maintained that Mane and Salah are both extremely wasteful players. They simply have too many fantastic chances that they don't finish. And now that Firmino is um, not clicking, the two of them just seem to have lost that spark and that magic to, to score a ton of goals. And I mean, the last three games, we've obviously struggled uh, to score goals, even on, you know, glorious chances. You know, what is the chance that potentially it's Klopp's system as opposed to them being such world-class players? I think that's a fair point. I, well, okay. What's a world-class player, first of all? Like how many players in this in the world are world-class just to ensure we're speaking the same language. So I'll tell you exactly. I've actually thought this through. I would put them, I'm wondering if they, instead of being in the, you know, 120 to $160 million range where people are talking that's what you should sell them for, you should actually put them in the $40 million range. And I know you're saying that's crazy. That's crazy. But so think of a $40 million forward that has joined this team and you tell me who's been the most successful player on the forward line this year because jota has outperformed salah and mane significantly given the limited time he's had yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that you bring salah and mane down to the price of jota perhaps you bring jota closer or for sure not in the 100 million but closer to their price so, but, and yes, I, I would understand that concept, but here's the thought. It was actually an interview with Jota um, that got me really thinking just in general about the team. And it's it's stuck with me now for uh, a month or two. And it was when he, you know, I think he scored in the first five games he played for Liverpool. And they asked him like, how is it possible that you're doing this? And his response are was, "I'm there are just so many chances for this team it's almost like it's easy to score. And I sit there and I wonder if you took players that are, you know, very good players on other teams, put them on our team, we generate a lot of chances. Like the whole team is built around generating chances, getting the ball in the box. You know, what if you bring in a 30 to $40 million player and give him the chances that Liverpool creates? Would they not be scoring like crazy? Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from, right? And I I agree with you partially. Here's where I disagree. I don't think that Mane and Salah just were never world-class players. I, I just think that um, over the past two seasons, because let's face it, the front three hasn't 
play cohesively for three for two seasons now, right? Um, we're still um, relying on the myth of being the best front three in the world, and really, we haven't been for the past two seasons. Agreed. Right? But and, what if we? What if I turn that around and I say, and again, I'm not necessarily saying I even believe this, but what if we say it was never about the front three? It was always Salah and Mane that were the replaceable two. It wasn't Firmino. And now that Firmino's not clicking, Mane and Salah can't seem to get a goal when they need it. Got it. I see what you're saying. Okay. Hmm. I tend to agree with you. It's not just Firmino that's not clicking. It's the rest of the team, right? So Robertson is just tired. Trent is going through a natural dip in form for somebody that's he's he's still only 22 right so he's a very young defender and it, it may take him a whole season to kind of snap out of this um our defense has been shattered right so Mane is no longer getting those cross field passes from Van Dyke or even Mo Salah that he he's used to getting um our midfield has lost Fabinho and and and, and uh, we're trying to play musical chairs with whoever's left uh, too much pressure has been put on Jones, who's done really well, but I'm concerned that he's just playing too much, and I think he he needs to play less. And then, of course, the front two, uh, well, the front three, but I'm going to call it the front two. Mane and, and um, Mosala, they're just very comfortable, right? So I'm happy that in recent games we, we've seen less of Mosala giggling whenever he misses um, a shot. However, you can, you can tell that th- there's a comfort level that they have to where they're not applying themselves to be as sharp as they used to be in previous seasons. I don't think they just became bad players overnight. I think generally there's a malaise within the team and um, they're not um, able to 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 uh, score the goals that they used to score and then the whole team is suffering because there's a general lack in, 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 in form. Um, I wouldn't just put it on Firmino, but um, for sure he's a catalyst of of uh, the downward um, dip in form because he, he he does connect the rest of the team with, with the front players. So, so um, Jota coming in, he's young, he's fresh, he's hungry. So, of course, he'll perform at a higher um, rate than Mo Salah and, and um, Sadio Mane because they've they've been here very long. And let's face it, they, they don't play well together. They haven't played well together for three seasons now. They, they're growing into their own players and they're growing apart from each other. So my argument is a little bit like that, but here's kind of where I'm getting at. Are they, are the other players on the team, um, you know, in a funk? Yes, absolutely. You're right about Alexander Arnold. You're right about our defense, all of that. My issue just more comes back to, there are so many quality chances that are generated. And then I look at say a team like, I don't know, how about Southampton who we just lost to, and they literally didn't even generate a chance. Because let's be honest, their goal would is barely even considered a generated chance, right? It was a free kick that, I mean, it went in, you know, one time out of 10. And yet we generated chances that you should be scoring nine times out of 10 and we got nothing. And I'm wondering if it all comes back to, you know, the, the other argument I would make is you see a guy like Jota who is coming kind of off the bench from the Wolves, so he wasn't even starting, comes into the team and can't stop scoring. Then you see a guy leave the club system like Coutinho and can't make a run of it kind of anywhere else. And so I'm wondering, is it that Salah and Mane 
Salah and Mane are so good? Or is it that maybe there's a little bit of, you know, the team is really what's pushing them. They're they're legitimately good players, but maybe they're just not great. And while I do hear your point of Jota's new and he's trying hard, um, you know, Salah, I, I can see that he's sometimes more engaged than other times. But Mane, I mean, he works. You know, regardless of if he's scoring or not, he's working on the field. And so I... I, you know, we respect that obviously, but I don't think it's a case of not working. I think it's more a case of these guys aren't the supreme finishers in the league. And I genuinely wonder if we took both of them out and put in two guys that are worth 40 million each, would we be in the exact same spot? And I'm starting more and more to think that we would be. Yeah. And I I agree with you because Salah and Mane are not strikers. They never have been. They never will will be. Right? They're out. Um, how do you put them? So they're they they play best in the front three. I, I wouldn't even say they're wingers anymore because few few teams really play with the wingers. Right? They are not strikers, and our number nine is not a striker either. So technically, we've been playing without a proper striker until we got Jota, and since Origi is in in and out of the team as well. Those are really the only two proper strikers that we have in the squad. Right. The challenge with taking out Mane and Salah and replacing them with somebody, say, Danny Ings, who is a good striker, but he doesn't have the qualities that that fit with the rest of the way we, we play. Um, he's not as quick. He's not as nimble as Jota or somebody like Timo Werner, which is why we were after him is. So to take them out, we'd have to replace them with players that can press and are as quick as they are but are that are quality finishers or we have to change the system so to, to my point though i mean just, you know there's lots of talk if it hadn't been for covid you know their price would still be astronomical but you're presumably talking over 100 million for each of sala and mane and i'm genuinely starting to wonder if they'll do they'll pull a coutinho if they go to another team and they'll effectively just be you know if Salah and Mane will be the 30, what was it, 34, $35 million player that we they were when we bought them. The skills are good. You know, I don't want to discount, you know, um, Salah uh, has a lot of top end speed and good footwork. Uh, Mane is strong on the ball, good, he's direct. And, and But neither of them are really breaking guys down one-on-one. Um, and neither of them can finish to save their life. I mean, it's... Consistently. Sorry? You mean consistently? Consistently. They can finish, and you can tell that there's skill there. But again, right, when you look at a game like Southampton, all of those chances created, something had to go in. Like at some point, you just need to not keep whiffing on, you know, prime chances. And really, to me, what it comes down to is you look at Jota, and he comes into the team, and he says, wow, I've I've never gotten chances like this before. How can I not score? And conversely, I don't think it was meant as a shot to anyone. That was just his comment. Conversely, I look at Salah and Mane and I say, you're getting all these chances. How can you not score? Like, I well, feel like that's a legitimate question. They do, right? It's just that they don't score at a rate that a striker would, right? Which is why um, when the rest of the team is not performing and we're relying heavily on them, that's you're playing with fire. But on a normal under normal circumstances, when we have the full squad in, in place, 
we will win games and they will score. It's just that they're not consistent finishers. They never have been. They never will be. But but, but they will score means we need to generate like five fantastic chances for them to get one goal where the other team gets one or two chances and they get the goal. I agree. I agree. So, now, if they were to leave Liverpool and go somewhere else, it depends on the team that they go to, right? So, um, Sadio Mane, if he went to Real, a team like Real, I think he'd do very well there because he wouldn't be the only um, great player and he would just be one of many good players. If if he went to Arsenal, he probably wouldn't do well because he'd be the only good player there, right? Um, it's, it's good. We can't have a podcast without taking a shot at Arsenal. I like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the same, the same with Coutinho. Uh, one thing that Liverpool does very well, and we, we have done throughout like the decades that I've been supporting them, is we know how to play to our best player strengths, right? Which is why whenever players leave and go elsewhere, they rarely do as, as well as they did at Liverpool. Look at Torres, look at Owen. Uh, Suarez is really the only exception that I can think of in recent times. Well, but Suarez was was taken out of a Liverpool team and put into another team to essentially do the exact same thing, if not more, if not even more to his skill set. Right. Right. He he essentially needs to do nothing but try and score. He doesn't have to defend. He doesn't have to link up. He doesn't have to anything. Yeah. So he he went to literally his biggest strength, so I can understand. But to your point, you look at a guy like Coutinho, he fell off pretty heavily. Um, you know, Danny Ings, I think. Player. Yeah, sorry? He's, still same, he's still the same player, it's just that um, other teams are now realizing that he's not as good as we made him appear to be. And that's where I come back to. Are we making Salah and Mane appear better than they are? That's really the crux of my question. And I'm yeah. starting more and more to think yeah. that... Yeah. Especially Salah. Yeah. Maybe not as much Sadio Mane, but for sure Mo Salah. Um, and- I mean, I think he leads the leagues in, goal in goals now. But I think if you switched him to pretty much any other team that doesn't generate as many chances as we do, I think he'd be you know lost in the middle there. Right. So again, I'm I'm starting more and more to question whether you know Salah's goal output and and their top caliber, uh, you know, front players. The status that we seem to have given them is you know what, the best front three in the world. I wonder if it's simply a product of Alexander Arnold and Robertson, you know, bombing the box constantly, and and Van Dyke, uh, you know, with the long passes. The midfield, you know, getting interceptions and playing it back. Like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm wondering if we just plugged other guys in there, would we have any sort of drop off? Because look at Jota. When we plug him in, we go up, not down. I think you're right. I, I think Klopp and his team have created a funnel, and Salah and Mane are the tip of the funnel. So, yeah, it's not about they are just carrying the entire weight of the team, they are essentially doing what they're they've been created to do which is score the goals that the team is creating right so to your point if you put like for like in terms of the qualities so the same pace the same strength and hopefully a little bit better finishing then yeah i don't i don't think we see a drop off now the the question becomes and and i think we're paying for this season is there is a mythos that has been created around our team where 
in, in previous seasons, teams would be afraid to attack us or defend us in a certain way because they don't know how to, quote unquote, cope with Mane and Salah. But once that mystique is lost, what happens now is, is what we're seeing, right? So teams are realizing, actually, this team, Liverpool is probably not as good as we thought they were. We can actually get at them. We can hit them on the break and just defend. And they can't break us down. So what I would say to your point is, I would actually say, uh, if I had the choice, I wouldn't want uh, a replacement of Salah and Mane with the same skills. I would actually want different skills. And I think you see that in Jota. Jota's better at getting to open spaces. Now skills I'm talking about, uh, so they're... The speed and pace specifically. I don't, you know, no. If if we put Holland on the team, you wouldn't even need speed and pace. He's just tall enough to head all those crosses in. So I think there's, I think if you take a lot of the, so it's actually pretty quick too. So let me ask you this: right now, Holland is probably in around a hundred million dollars. I have no idea. Um, Mane Salah are probably in around the same, if not a bit more. I think right now Salah and Mane might be valued a bit more than him. Yes, no. In theory, but re- realistically, who who would be able to afford Mane and Salah and pay that much when they can just pay that much for Mbappe, Holland, or Jadon Sancho? No, but my my point to it is, in terms of raw dollars, okay, I'm just looking at the transfer market website. He's 110 million, mm-hmm. and Salah, uh, Holland, okay, and Salah and Mane are probably slightly higher than that. Um, so. If if we're talking about, say you take a straight out, I don't know, I don't care, take out Salah or Mane and put in Holland, he's getting more goals than our guys. So if you look at Salah, so Salah is 132 million, say. So if you replace Holland, if you take Holland and put him in place of Salah, does he get more goals than Salah or no? No. Really? Because Mo Salah has the knack for scoring a lot of goals cumulatively, right? But what I had so so the 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 last three games that we've had against West Brom, Newcastle, and Southampton, I'd rather have Holland in the team. But over the course of a season, Mo Salah will probably score more goals. Don't don't ask me to explain that, but uh, he he knows how to score goals. But he will be more frustrating to watch. Uh, who will be more frustrating, Holland? Or Salah? Mo Salah. Mo Salah. I don't know. Like, in my mind, Holland is a, a... He can head the ball in. He seems to have a knack for scoring. Um, And I just feel like, again, with the chances created, I feel like he would be maybe a better fit. But I guess you're saying you think Salah over him still. Hmm. Interesting. No. Excuse me. I would rather have Holland in the team, but... Not necessarily because he'll score more goals than Mo Salah, but he'll—I think he'll score more important goals. Well, like there was a time I believed that too, but I just find like more recently, I don't feel like um, Salah is able to find that important goal. No, that's what I'm saying. So my point, what I'm saying is, I would rather have Holland in the team, right? Mo Salah will score more goals, but Holland will score more important goals. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. Um, and he'll he'll look for his teammates. He'll lay off where Mo Salah will just have a brain freeze and then just try to try to score by himself. Try to dribble through ten people, and every now and then it'll happen. 
And when it happens, he'll score a hat trick, right? So he'll end up scoring more goals, but we won't do as well. But they'll come in a seven nothing win, not in a one nothing win. Yeah, and penalties and things like that. Yeah, no, I get that. For me, I'm just I've I've really started questioning and saying, you know, if we would be in a hypothetical world and you take two other forty million dollar players, plug them in for Salah and Mane, I actually don't think you'd see a significant drop off in the team. In fact, if you pick them right, you pick a guy with the right skills like Jota, for example, I think you might actually see an uptick. I think the challenge that we have now is all those numbers are all well and good, like Salah and Mane, 100, 100 mil and everything. Realistically, the only probably three teams can afford that, and that's Man City, Chelsea, and well, Man City, Chelsea, Bayern, and PSG. So four teams can actually af- afford to pay that for Mo Salah or Sadio Mane. Well, Real and Barca can't afford that anymore, right? Yeah, um, that's true. Or at least over the next couple seasons. So we may be stuck with them. <laughs> yeah, I've been actually thinking that too, which is what's gotten me really thinking, you know, do we really want them? Is it good to keep them? And I'm kind of at the point where, you know, we had the hypothetical earlier talking about if you had to lose one of them, who would you lose? I'm actually at the point where, you know what? Why don't we lose both of them? Because we seem to know what to do when we brought in Jota. I mean, that was fantastic. Um, and that definitely transformed the team. I felt like when Jota was in the team, we were just more dangerous. I felt like we always seemed to be able to put pressure on the opposing teams. But with Jota, it felt like a much more of a tangible result to that pressure. As opposed to there are times I feel like we dominate the ball, we put a lot of pressure. But I feel like after 10, 15 minutes, we haven't even come away with a real chance. Right. I think we just need a couple more quality strikers in our squad. I don't mean forward players, wingers. I mean strikers, people that score goals. Like you look at someone like Harry Kane. I mean, that guy will, I mean, he's so clinical. I'm not saying that I want him in Liverpool, but he's, 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 he's so clinical. I mean, I want Son. I mean, if we're going to pick someone. Actually, yeah, that's, I mean, if it's too bad um, that Spurs are in an upswing, otherwise I think last season, we may have been able to get him when it looked like Spurs was going nowhere. Yeah, I would actually agree with you on that. I was a little bit upset. I I thought he was very good last year if we had gotten him. And I now this year, seeing how they play and seeing how they sit back, they simply don't generate a lot of chances, but Son is still getting his numbers. Um, I think he would... Again, if, if Son and Salah traded places, I think you would see Son with a ton more goals. Agreed. And and that's where I come back to. I feel like Mane and Salah are, are very good players, but I'm having a hard time calling them great anymore. I think I think they're victims of their own success, and, and now we're seeing them f- um, try to force the play and believe that they are actually the quality strikers or quality finishes that that we've all told them that they are right so so many so many times in in the last few games Mane has skinned a player and rather than looking for the easy layoff he'll try some type of ridiculous shot and so many times Mo Salah will just do that little he's trying to slalom through an extra defender when he could have just laid it off right because it's worked in the past and they think that that's the reason why they're in the team so they're doing what they think that they're being paid to do when really they're not quality strikers 
And it's, it's 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 unfortunate that well, I mean, it's good that they were successful because we've won the title, we've won the Champions League, but at the cost of them actually believing that they are that good, and the team is suffering uh, because of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's an interesting point. You know, maybe we do expect too much of them. Um, and maybe they've gotten to the point where they believe it, which maybe is kind of the problem for the whole team right now, to be quite honest. I mean, Alexander Arnold, I think he just believes he's got the right to come down the the wing and put the ball in the middle. And when he's yeah. denied that, he doesn't really seem to, um, you know, be able to figure out what else to do. Uh, so I, I think that might be a problem for um, a few of the guys on the team, but, but I get where you're coming from. Uh, for me overall, I'm just... I don't know if it's just a bad run of games and I've been left with a bad feeling in my mouth, but I'm genuinely questioning the, uh, the, you know, top player status of Salah and Mane. And I'm, I'm genuinely wondering if bringing in, you know, a guy at half their uh, salary or half their fee wouldn't actually improve us as a team. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.